is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. That is one of the big songs I was just telling him, and it's true, one of the big songs we play here on The Jolt, one of the most requested we have uh, in our rotation. It's Giants by Matt Nathanson. It is uh, one of the many great, great songs on his phenomenal new album, which is available today. It's called Show Me Your Fangs, which is a really cool title. And Matt is in the studio. And, and we, we, I realized as you walked in, You've been here many times, but this is the first time you've been in the room live. I know. I was like, they, I was like, panicking because sometimes Matt gets caught in traffic. I am not super good at planning. <laughs> I am possibly the worst. So I said a note to his publicist. I'm like, you tell him to be on Dude, time. So I got out of the cab. Uh, we were the cabs were not moving as fast as they should have in my mind. And I got out of the cab. I looked at Yahoo Maps or whatever, or Google Maps, whatever people look at. And I was like, I got to get the hell out of this cab. And I started to get. Out. He's like, Sir, you can't get out in the middle of the street. I was like, I have to, Larry Flick. And then I sort of like we jumped in the subway. New Yorkers get out all the time. Oh yeah. And then subway up here was so much easier. It was great. Yeah. I'm not. I was not going to miss it. And I'd be like running down the street. Oh no! Rain, no I feel bad. Rain whipping at my. <laughs> it was, but I was like. I I got this. I got this. And you know, since the since my leg. Oh no, no, I won't talk about it. No, it's okay. You're Actually, worth it. You're very energetic for someone who played a show last night. Because I I went to see Matt perform. I was telling this, saying this earlier, uh, telling telling everybody earlier that I went to see you play last oh, night. Oh man, I love. I haven't been to came. a show. Actually, the last show I went to see was you, dude. The last time you passed through town, I don't. I don't really go to shows anymore because I'm an old man with a weird schedule. Yeah, so you, the weird. You have a weird schedule. I have a really weird up. schedule. I go to sleep at eight. Yeah, you get up at the brain hates you hours. That's what nothing I call good, that. Nothing good is happening at three a.m. No, dude, never. Nothing. You're not even getting laid at three a.m. No, no. You've, you've either already gotten laid or you've already been rejected. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're spent and, or yeah. Yeah. So nothing good is happening. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's when I get up, oh, I, my God. and the first thing I do is shovel cat shit from the litter box. Why so. is it? In terms of cat shit, uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. What Did kind we of, talk about cat shit last? What time kind you of were litter here? do you use? Because my cats can't seem to keep it in the in the fucking box. Oh, so your cats get mad. How well, often do you clean the box? Often, but they want it cleaned all the time. Yeah, you have to clean it at least once a day. Oh, yeah, no, I can't handle that. How many cats do you have? Just two, but they're sort of very strong-willed. Yeah, see, I have five. And clearly very oh regular. My God. Yeah, there's, they I take their yeah, Metamucil. That's incredible. <laughs> you have five cats. You have to keep that thing. You need like... You so need we, use, a, we use Fresh Step, which, oh, is, yeah, which sure. is the brand. You need like a robot to do that. Yeah, no, or my husband to do it. <laughs> One or the other. All right, so this record is very, very, very interesting. It is, you know, I read everything that you've been saying about the record, and I just say this. <laughs> a little word of it. I love you. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you what I think you're saying about this record. Bring it. <laughs> Your insights into me are much better than my own. Well, I love... well, no, I mean, you know, see, I just it's like what Matt tells us and what Matt doesn't tell us, because <laughs> this record is a total mind fuck. Oh, I love it. Keep going. It's a total mindfuck because this might be Matt's brightest record musically, but in some ways it's your darkest record. Lyrically, it really gets dark. Lyrically, it's really, really dark. You want some evidence? Here, listen to a little bit of... This is this is my favorite song this morning. Because <laughs> I've been listening... <laughs> I was listening to this 
on the train. And I thought, yeah, he's so full of shit. Because I'm like reading all the prep materials. And then I listened to this. It snowed in Seattle. We fucked on the floor. Blue screen TV light behind us. Phone on the dresser with a miss you message from home. Dark. Outside Slightly dark. Slightly Raymond Carver. <laughs> it's it, my favorite like song from, from Show Me Your Fangs today. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a rough one. Washington State fight song. That's Ooh. a deep one. That was. Uh, it's yeah. like we fucked on the floor. I'm like, then I think he's not even pretending. There, nobody made sweet love on that floor Dude, that night. Oh, I, wrote, <laughs> I, I, I totally. I co-wrote that song, and I came in and I said, "I've got this title, Washington State Fight Song, that I've been ha I've had for a long time." And I said, "And I always wanted to start it with this lyric." Uh, it snowed in Seattle and we fucked on the floor and he goes yeah man we can't do that <laughs> that's what he said like he's this Nashville guy and he's like man we can't nobody wants to hear that and I was like exactly that's why you have to do like, it are you kidding me this is the whole goal of the, of my job and my life you know what I mean like if I can't be if I can't keep moving towards my own truth what, the, what am I doing because that's a moment that whether we want to say so or not we've had oh yeah Maybe it was on the floor, maybe it was up against the wall, but we've all had it, and then we were all mad after. Yeah. It's a crazy thing how human beings all experience almost all the same emotions and almost all the same experiences, and we only deal with it in art these days in a bandwidth that's so thin that everything else gets, most of it gets excluded. It's a fascinating, and I'm not saying I'm like some sort of, I, I'm not like the leading the charge of truth or whatever, but it's this thing where if I go looking, it's very hard to find the the gray between the black and the white in the art of people. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, and but it's I'm fascinated by how this album happened in the time space after Last of the Great Pretenders, which was your most recent record before this, because that record was your most vivid record, I think. Yeah, you. Uh, you know, to me, it was it was one person's story as opposed to someone craning their neck to be universal. And this record's even more specific. So, what happened with that last record that gave you the freedom to write that song and actually and actually say? Oh, no, we're writing that song. Right, right. Because the Matt I met years ago would have said, okay, we're not going to write that song. Yeah, I, I used to couch it in sort of cutesy, you know what I mean, like in things that felt more palatable. And uh, I, I think I'm just getting, as we get older, right, I, I like to think we're getting better. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we joke, you and I, about this idea of, uh, oh, well, you know, we're getting older or whatever. But... If you can't uh, evolve in the and you can't die stronger and more aware than you started, then you're doing it. In my opinion, you're not really doing a service to you as a human, right? Mm. It's like our idea of life is that we want to begin it. We begin it wide open, and then we get kind of hammered shut, and then we spend our life trying to sort of to sort of break it free so that we can be unselfconsciously who we are. And and I sort of feel like as an artist, the records that move me and the records that save my life. I love entertainment, but the records that save my life are the records that do that, that sort of fearlessly uh, sort of state what's going on 
and and I go back to them repeatedly, like throughout my life. And so, uh, so I felt like I was, if I was going to keep doing, I, you know, I spent first half of my career feeling like I was a complete fraud and that I was, and I still feel that way, like, like that I'm never going to reach where I want to reach. And so that, that kind of fear position, it's hard to sort of be yourself. And then, but as I go through it and I realize like, oh my God, I get to make another record. Oh my God, people are coming to the shows. Oh my God, people are excited. My lack of confidence gets a little bit buoyed and then all of a sudden I can say well then I have a fucking job to do if I'm gonna if people are gonna count on this as something that they give to me then I, I gotta do justice to the art you know what I mean mm -hmm. of it so that's how it feels that's Matt Nathanson joining us on the jolt the new album is called show me your fangs available right now um do you ever fear that you'll find the answer and never have another idea for a song I think just you could have stopped that sentence that do you ever fear <laughs> that is like uh, I got a PhD in fear join the club dude I know it's uh, join the club. you and I both yeah but, but yeah I get I get scared that um, because in theory everybody likes to say that happiness kills contentment kills art that's mm -hmm. what everybody says but um and 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 bands that I love you can kind of see that uh, they've died sort of a, a slow death as they get sort of to either success or comfort or realize you know what I mean, or uh, stability that they never had their entire life. And for me, um, for me, I get, I get scared about it, but that's one of, that's lower rung fear for me. I've got a lot other, of other uh, irrational, <laughs> completely irrational fears that dominate my daily living. So yeah, no. So how, so, and so how are you managing that? Cause we've talked many, many times on the mic, off the mic, um, about about the fact that sometimes the demons are crippling. Uh, yeah. Right? You, you, Matt, I actually adopted Matt's terminology of the assassins. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's very interesting because in Giants, you talk about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm trying. One, one of the most, the line that I keep going to is, I've got a head full of sharp knives. Yeah. It's brutal. It's a brutal line. <laughs> yeah, well, it's and, that's why, and that's why I'm like, you know, this is a this is a bright sounding record. It's a mindfuck because that's a Giants is a super dark song. Giants is like a I'm about to fucking leap and I'm talking myself off the ledge song. Sure, yeah, that's how I receive it because because when you have a head full of sharp knives and I do, you could you could not just lacerate anything that's cute around you. It's going to come after or somewhere in between the laceration of yourself yeah oh yeah the, so how are you managing that these days for me it's about therapy it's about journaling in the morning it's about exercise it's about eating well and it's about surrounding myself with people who uh, are empathetic to my plight right like when you have a partner who has uh empathy uh for you and compassion mm -hmm. and love uh that helps a, a huge amount to be able to receive like feedback from somebody that is real-time feedback. You don't have to catch them up on any of your experience, and they know you better than you know yourself, which is how it kind of works with a partner. They know aspects of you better than you know yourself. So what do you do on the days when your partner says, you know what, you're giving me a fucking headache? Yeah. I, uh, 
And I also because that's a, what because that's what happened. Totally. Right? Yeah. There's there's she's tireless, but uh, I also have a, a five year old who who shares my my problems. Oh, Do you really? know what I mean? So she's getting my my wife gets stereo signal of kind of similar things. Oh no! And so it's incredibly helpful actually to have a kid who you see is coming at you with these sort of same concerns or these same whatever, and you're trying and. And uh, it's great because it gives me, first of all, it makes me feel good that it's an innate thing, that it's like a de- genetic thing. And then at the same time, you know, helping my kid helps me help me as well, sort of helping her through her whatever it is, moments of sort of saying, you know what, I'm really overloaded. My kid the other day was closed her eyes and I said, are you upset? What are you doing in the car? There was like craziness in the car. And she goes, I'm practicing my mindfulness. She's five. And she's like, I'm practicing my mindfulness. Uh, and I, I said, you're meditating in the car? I was like, Jesus Christ, everything's going to be okay. If you can wow. figure out how to like how to extricate yourself from your the chaos of your own brain at 5, I think we're we've putting you on the correct track. But so that's that's kind of what I do. I just and then there's sometimes when you just want to like fucking hang yourself from the from the pipes in the in the aloft, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like but but for me, I come to the terms of the fact that you've come to that enough in your life. I've come to it enough. I come to it such on a regular basis. The idea of just like I don't need to do this anymore, and then I uh, that I that I go. I remember this passes. Like if I can kind of hang with this for a little bit longer, this kind of dissipates. So you don't worry; it's not going to pass. You know, uh, because I sort of my rational brain kicks in, and uh, it it sometimes it stays for a while. But usually I can find help. I find, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what, when you sort of reach out. You know this. That's when you reach out to the people in your small circle that can sort of, sort of, sort of fill you with sense yeah. at the time. And, and so I do that. I often, when I, where I used to, and I'm sure you relate to this as well, I used to get in that space and reach out to all the wrong people. Like I had like an incredible knack for picking. I was the, the patron saint of the bad ideas. I would oh, be yeah. like, I'd be like, you're the one for me. This is great. And then I'd be like, oh my God, you're, to-. I didn't know, you know, but in retrospect, it's like, oh my God, you're toxic. You're a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you all my secrets. I'm making myself vulnerable to you. And all you're doing is using it against me. Mm. And I had a, fa- I, my family is like that. My, every friend I've ever had. My wife really is like the life raft in a sea of just particularly bad choices. Wow, that's really interesting. It's Matt Nathanson joining us here. So let's. Uh, where's the other song I wanted? We, we, we've been we've been having some fun with uh, with the title song on the show as well. We've been playing that awesome in uh, in anticipation of the album. So let's 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 kind of give people uh, remind people of that, and then I want to ask you about it. Right. So it's called Show Me Your Facts. Have a listen. to 
That's the title cut from Matt Nathanson's new album, Show Me Your Fangs. I'm Larry Flick here on the Jolt, Sirius XM LQ, and Matt's hanging out in the studio with us. Um, I don't believe that that's about a woman. Ooh, I like this. I, I like this. Why. I like this. Maybe it's because, because I project exactly what I want the song to be about. Yeah. And to me... You've written a song about yourself. So, okay, that's awesome that you say that. So the lyrics changed. They originally were about me. Uh, and it wasn't working. It was like, I get a little bit homesick. I get a little bit wasted. I get a little bit lost inside my dumpster diving primitive heart. Yeah. It was all I, I, I. But I couldn't, but I loved the title, Show Me Your Fangs. Yeah. And I was like, well, this just isn't going to work. How am I going to make this work? And so what I did was I just started, I, I turned it around a little bit. And, and I made it in this idea about when people tell you, you don't want to see the ugliest parts of me. You don't want to have anything to do with yeah. the ugliest parts of me. And I happen to be a big fan of people's ugly parts. Do you know what I mean? Like like when people show me their real shit, yeah. that's when I'm in. Like, you know, you're yeah. very much the same way. Yeah, it's like much. if people want to skate the surface of things, I'm not really the person. And so like, so this idea was like saying to someone else, like, show me your fangs. But really, it's about me. I think it's about like me uh, letting go and being able to show my, like we talked about, show the ugly parts of myself to other people. And if they don't receive them well or they shut me down, I, I, I'm starting to learn that that's okay. That like it's okay that they don't they don't have to like me because I'm because I'm dynamic. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. And and this is the way in, in all relationships. It's like you want to you want I want to win. I want people to love me. That's like how. That's how I get in my life. That's how I've gotten uh, a sense of fulfillment, and so it's like so I spend my life trolling for people's uh, affection, and so that you what you end up doing is shading out the parts of yourself that you see. Well, people don't like that, man. I gotta edit that down, or I gotta edit that out, or oh my god, I like this. I like really kinky sex. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, and people in the world are weird about kinky sex. You know what I mean? So if you're in a conversation and someone's like da da da, da and you're like, oh my god. You know what's crazy that you know you sort of say something sort of flippantly because I talk in my inner circles I talk about weird shit all the time. Right. But once you let that out of your inner circle, all of a sudden people are like, "You like what?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, that fucking offends you! Like that freaks you out." Story like, of my life. Yeah, Matt. it's incredible. It always makes me laugh when I find out that's where your line totally. is. Totally. Like, oh my god, I'm I so just, far past your I've, line. I've said 500 <laughs> things that should have pissed you off. That's what you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not to mention that when you dip your toe in the world of whatever it is, and you say it to them, and they get offended, you think, "Oh my God, this is like seventy-six clicks earlier than right. how deep I go this on is this." Te- this is testing the water yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. and you have just failed. And you have failed, and I bye, girl, bye. That's <laughs> awesome. So, but but see, my my intuition when I was first hearing that song is, this is not about some chick, because it's a little too. It's a little too real, because the the and and it, and maybe it's because I, you know I know the 
trajectory of your writing. Um, and, and I know you a little bit, you know, like we, we, we've become friends yes. off mic. Um, and maybe because of the way I heard the words myself, to me, I heard these words and I thought, I don't know if I would say that to someone else, but I know I've said that to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I really wanted, you know, because my battle's been to for people to see that the actual me is cool. Right. Isn't that weird? Mm, I mean, it is it. To, 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 to not say, oh, my God, I'm worthless, but I don't want you to, you know, but you think I am. Yeah. So how do I find a way for you to see that actually I'm pretty damn cool? Yeah. I'm smart. I'm interesting. I'm all these various things, but I'm afraid to show you. Right. And to me, that's what the song felt like yeah, when I first heard it. And whenever I listen to it, that's what the song feels it's like. It's great, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's crazy. You always sort of, and I'm not just saying this to, I'm in no way being like obsequious, you do a very good job of sort of like cutting through any of the things that I've put in place to kind of like guard against. <laughs> you do an incredible job of sort of just like whew, right through the front door. It's like fucking foot first. You're Some, like, here we come on. This is what's real. Sometimes it's birds of a feather, mister. <laughs> Matt Nathanson joining us here on The Jolt. So, um, what is it like when you write a song or you finish an album and you play it for the people in your life who have nothing to do with your career and they listen to it and you're like, you know, you have Washington State fight song, you have Bill Murray on it. We haven't even talked about the Bill Murray song yet. Right. You know, you have all these songs that are about basically how not necessarily about how fucked up you are, but about what is so purely vulnerable. Right. The okay, first, the first off, I never play my own songs for people. Like, I never play them. I never, like, you got to hear my new record. I just, as especially as I get older, because the more I do it, the less I care that they like it. Right this is a weird thing that's been happening in my life. So we fin I finished this record and I sent it to like the label and I was looking forward to hearing the label's feedback or whatever, but like the people in my intimate circle, uh, whether the, the, whether the song, so, so I don't play it for them because I, it, because it doesn't matter. Right. Like, so it just isn't because they know me. And so it's, it, it's part of this thing. Right. So I don't play it for them. I've never played it for like my family or that kind of stuff. But the parts that to, to your point, like I get a little worried when like my mother and like people like that don't know, like that are just a couple rings removed from my actual inner circle here, you know, it's snowed in Seattle and we fucked on the floor or whatever. And their interpretation of that's going to be, but I feel pretty confident. I have such a small group of human beings that I actually depend on. It, it has become incredibly small and it's fortified because of that. So the the one or two rings removed from that tree, you know, out. It just doesn't. It doesn't matter. What's it like to be more you in your inside your songs than you maybe can be walking down the street? I think like so. the The songs are better than the person. You know, you've met so many people who create art in your yeah. life and you've and their art is their finest moment most of the time like yeah. if they do it well if like the the best art is made by very people you nece won't necessarily want to be with or see or talk to and so for me it's this idea of uh 
if I if I if I get this right by the time I stop doing it, it's like the art is going to be so much more exciting and interesting than 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 what I can give as a human. Do you know what I mean? So do you wish you could live inside your songs? I wish that my I wish that I could I wish I could speak in my songs the way I speak to you. Do you know what I mean? I wish I could speak in my songs the way I speak on stage. I wish I could speak in my songs without being so self-conscious about how it lands. Uh, I'm much better talking to someone than writing songs because songs are so important to me that I feel like I have to do them some sort of justice. So I have to do them. You know, it's like when you hear a song like Only Living Boy in New York, right? It's like you want the fucking song to do that. And so you strangle it to death in the process of making it happen. So it doesn't necessarily come out the way that you would necessarily. That's what makes Paul Simon so great. It's like he's just talking to you. The Paul Simon that you hear, it sounds like you're talking to this human being. But you don't think these songs are just talking to people? I feel like they're getting closer. You know, you're talking to somebody who really has no self-confidence. Like I do on a certain level, but when it comes to things like this. I, I feel like there's always a there's always room to grow that is so enormous. So for me, like I had a meeting, I had breakfast this morning with one of my managers and we were talking and I'm already gone. I'm on to like, and I don't mean this like I'm just so full of art, man, that I'm shitting it out and I can't stop. It's like for me, I'm already, how do I get this to be better? Like how do I pull not pull my punches on Show Me Your Fangs and make it about me next time and how so, do I? Wait, wait, wait. So then how much of that is self-protection from the way people might oh my react God, to it's, this? Probably eighty uh, <laughs> percent. I'm just telling you to, to wait because because I'll be here in this room and the only place I am one hundred is here. Oh, yeah. Like I wish I wish I could live in this room. Well, I would I would I would sit up house in this room. Right. And but God help anybody who comes in here. You're very vulnerable in your in this environment. You open yourself up, and to to remain that vulnerable, and so I can I can put it. It's impossible to remain that vulnerable. You would be destroyed. Like going out into the world, it would just be like you're a porous. Well, I'm, I'm already op- sponge. Often destroyed. Right, and I know this about you. And it's the same way. It's like if you can feel safe within the bubble of your of your art. If you can feel safe within that to be whoever you are, and then you put up all the walls that it takes to protect yourself later once you leave it. Yeah. And uh, and it's that's just something that I'm not particularly I'm not particularly comfortable yet being myself, as much as I'd like to be in an environment where it's like where it all means so much. So what happens then when, because I because uh, Matt has become a fan of the Periscope the way I've become a fan. And he kind of you know, will occasionally show people bits of his rehearsals, or like you played, you played a few of your songs right. there. Interestingly, facing a speaker when you played a couple of your songs, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. now we know why because of what we heard you say earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people are responding as if these songs are everything. And I've told you what some of your songs, you know, "Sky High Honey" is, a, you know, one of the most important songs of my life. Yeah. Yeah, and you and I have talked. We've I've already beat that one into the ground, so we're not going to go back there. But we've talked about that, and you know how much that song means to me, and how much that song has meant to my life. Um, When people have that reaction to something that you're thinking to yourself, not quite there yet. Do you think they're full of shit? No, because I think well, Sky High Honey, for example, that feels like a like I can recognize when something feels fully formed. They're rare. But I feel like Sky High Honey really worked. Like, I don't know why it worked in Sunday New York Times on that record. 
kind of worked. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but when I Sky High Honey, and I know in retrospect when I play it, and I go, wow, this feels really good to play. And this really reminds me but of what I... But you don't seem to like to play it a lot. No, because it's really a hard song to play. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Because you didn't play it last night. Yeah, it's difficult to access that experience over and over again, uh, especially when it's not... When, when I don't know if the crowd is... Got, come on, get higher, for example, or whatever. Like, the, you know the crowd is going to respond, so you sort of are putting on it. You're sort of playing a role. But when you do something like Sky High Honey, it's like an acquired taste. And if people don't dig it, they might as well kick you in the nuts. You know what I mean? Like, mm. right away. Be like, hey, good job, you fucking... You know, you vulnerable <laughs> piece of shit. And so I remove that song. There's a song called Bulletproof Weeks that people love, but I can't... You know, I only play it when I feel like, okay, I can access that. Uh, but yeah, Sky High Honey is a tough, but man, I really, when I listen to it, which is rare when it comes on or when I play it, I'm, I, I'm proud of it. And there's only a few of those really like five. So then when you, when you play Come On Get Higher, which is a great song, but God, that song seems like about 30 years old. I know. And the experience, thank God, is very far behind. (laughs) Do you just think, who is he? No, I think, yeah, what's funny, I used to think the world worked, I used to think that life was, cha- you know, like um, chapters in a book like they talk about. Yeah. They're completely separate fucking books, man, written by different people. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's incredible. <laughs> Who I was, you know, when I wrote Coming at Higher, I, I, that guy is so, I can't believe that guy did the things he did. Like, I can't believe he treated human beings the way he treated them. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because... You don't even look like that guy uh, anymore. Yeah, that guy, that guy was a fucking mess. And it's like, and and the key is like, he was also very like I talking to myself in third person is the grossest. But like, you I know, know, I the, do it all the time. It's wh- fun. When I wrote that song, I was a, I had no fucking idea. I had no idea. And you know what? In 20 years from now or 10 years or whatever, I'm going to realize I had no idea now. But it's like looking back, I treated people so badly and I was so self-focused that it's like uh, it was just it's hard to I relate to the sentiment, but it's hard to like it's hard to remember that person because it's like but, but you know, different it's, book. It's so interesting to hear you say that. And we have to let Matt go in a second. But. Um, don't let me go. Well, they're they're out there giving me the wave. Fuck them. The Who are they? Signal. I don't know them. I know you. <laughs> uh, that guy was projected to be ultra uber romantic. I he know. was he was the ultimate sedu- seducer. I know, and that was like whereas se- the guy in these songs is completely fucked up. I know, the, and it's funny because the seducer at that point existed. That was like how I subsisted on on the world. It was like that was a genuine feeling I had in a very narrow when, with my blinders on of the way I saw the world. That was how I wanted to be. That's a, who I wanted to be. I wanted to be someone who fucking like uh, was like helped people like orgasms and fucking sensuality in this. Uh, and I still have those aspects to myself, but I, I only wanted to be that person. Mm. And it's like, and I wanted to erase all the shit, the ugly shit. And I didn't even recognize most of the ugly shit. And so it's like, so that's why the Some Mad Hope record is based on like, I love you so much, don't go. I love you so much, don't go. I love you so much, don't go. That's like it. And it's like, because that's the only thing I wanted to see in my life. That's it. I wanted to see that I'm being abandoned or I'm being worshipped. And, like, that's it. And, like, that's so not the fucking way that it works. That's so not the fucking nooks and crannies and the good shit. 
And it's funny because I remember seeing the shift in you during our, I want to say it was our second conversation, but it may have been our third, when we were talking. It was one of those like on and off mic conversations. Like we started it on mic and then we finished it off mic because we were talking about a specific person who we won't name here. But we were talking about uh, you know the whole singer-songwriter thing. Yeah. And how singer-songwriters make love. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to fuck. Yeah, dude. Fucking is awesome. <laughs> I had a, I had a, this is incredible. I had a conversation. Remember we talked about yes, this. Yes, I remember. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who was talking about how pornography, you know, whatever. And I was like, you got to see the world way, way more dynamic than this. Yeah. Sometimes people want to mutually just fuck the shit out of each yeah. other. And like, and it's incredible. And that's when the music started to shift. Yeah, yeah. And so that's when you could feel the music shifting. Yeah. So, um, by the way, he's still making sweet love. It ain't oh. working. But anyway. <laughs> oh my God. What, what, oh and he's God. crying a couple of tears. <laughs> so true. The best part is like all those singer songwriters are like the least. I know. I don't want to leave you. <laughs> I know. They're about to like rip you I don't out. Give a shit. <laughs> That's the other thing I learned about it. It's so disingenuous coming from all those people. Yeah. It's so disingenuous. When you get to know them as people, it's like, it's just not... Bullshit. It's such fucking it's, bullshit. It's such bullshit. It's like princesses and, you know, that kind of shit. It's like, don't fucking save me. That's why Ani DeFranco is so... Such a breath of fresh air when she started putting out records because it was like she told it exactly like was there a yeah. song called Untouchable Face? Yeah, of course. Which you both, I mean, that song is talking about she wants to fuck a married person. Yeah. And like the song is about how, you know, it that kind of dynamic is what it makes you feel alive. Well, that's Matt Nathanson. His album is called Show Me Your Fangs. The new single, which we're going to start, we're going to play for the first time today and we're going to be banging like crazy, is called Adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. That's the new single. I love you. And we Mary. have it queued up. And uh, you have to come back again because we never finish. Dude, I will literally move in here with you when you do that. <laughs> You're on. I'm in. Stick around. There's more to come. Here's Adrenaline by Matt Nathanson. I never fall. 